Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, mind soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence, freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We talk all things soulful or spirit-led, mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. Today's episode features the amazing A.C. Brown. Not only is she a friend of mine, she is the human design expert. She's also a psychic channel, a spiritual guide and teacher, and seriously, she's your favorite HD Bay. Our episode dives into learning more and more about human design, talking about its usefulness and kind of undoing what we call conditioning or programming, how it can help us discover more about ourselves as well as aid our spiritual journey. Stay tuned for this amazing episode. You guys, today you're in for a treat. We have the opportunity to speak with AC Brown, who is not only a psychic channel, she's a spiritual guide and teacher, and she is your favorite human design bay. And she's also a friend of mine, and I can personally attest to her human design like knowledge. So I'm so excited to have her back on the show. Welcome, welcome, AC. Thank you. I love being here with you, Fran. So it's been a while, but I'm back. It has been a while. Um, you're one of my first guests on the show, I think back in like March, almost a year and a half ago in 2019. Wow. Yeah, I know. And we were talking human design and self-love, like yes. that whole thing, that whole vibe. And it was so, it was so, so good. And so I was excited to bring um, you back on the show because I feel like in the roughly year, year and a half since we've talked about human design, I feel like so many more people are talking about human design. Are you seeing it increase as it's, well? It's in the wave again. It's in the wave again. This happens all the time. Um, okay. Hopefully it will stick this time. Um, when I first stumbled upon human design 10 years ago now it was in the same wave same wave of being on the upswing and people knowing about it and then it just went back down so hopefully it will stay in this upswing I would I always you know joke with my Enneagram professional people my internet Enneagram friends that human design takes off like the Enneagram does oh right right because the Enneagram has just been snatched and like just put on someone's back and like everyone's on it from and it's crossed so many cultures and and just things it's like a regular thing and then religion has taken yes. hold of it so it's so yeah. big in a lot of platforms and I just because human design is such an accurate tool that I I hope that it would take off like that or how yeah. astrology has has for decades and you know because astrology is ancient but I would love human design to take off like an Enneagram kind of system. Now for the people that have been under a rock or have no idea what we're talking about how would you explain human design? Well same way I always do if your natal chart is a finished piece of IKEA furniture cuz everybody's built something from IKEA then human design is a little instruction booklet on how to build it. So human design is a combination of astrology, the I Ching, metaphysics, the chakra system, all of that. I would like to say that your natal chart is the who, what, where, and why you are, and human design is how you actually actualize all of that. It's the step-by-step instructions to fulfill your natal chart. Mm -hmm. So 
How do you think, and I think we may have touched upon this again, but how do you think most people um, are using human design, like in their life, building out this IKEA piece of furniture? Well, I think what people gravitate towards first all the time is how to make money, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate um, because, you know, as you know, as a spiritual person, you know, God centered all of that. Money is a byproduct of healing and doing your inner work. However, there's a lot of human design practitioners who focus on money and strategy and business, um, but they are very temporary fixes to internal problems that people overlook. And that's where I feel that I come in because I get to the groundwork of your purpose and your inner child and deconditioning and the why before the how. Um, because yes, you can have a, a $10,000 launch, but can you repeat that every single launch? And if you can't repeat that, then that's something internally or something structurally inside of you that needs to be worked on that people overlook. So they always go first to the marketing piece of, oh, how to market with human design. Mm -hmm. My whole thing is how to find your purpose through human design, how to know who you are with human design. Who are you in the system? Who are you? What is, how has it brought you to where you are or, you know, in this current time and then once you figure that out, then you can go make money and market and date and all of that stuff. But first, the core is you. Right. So you're saying, and I've seen it. Most <laughs> people are finding out. Because I have to admit, when I found out, um, you know, my human design chart, I was like, oh, do I have the abundance gates? Right. Um, and then I recently found out that there is um, an arrow in the chart. A variable, yes. That let you know whether you're how a you not, a specific manifesto or not right. specific yes right yeah like um and your digestion like in terms of how you take in an information and even your environment and i and i have mm-hmm. found those incredibly helpful and i i think generally speaking um it's true i i have found oh absolutely i didn't know i was a specific manifester but so I, I okay good um, let's, let's tell people the difference between a specific. And so a if you ever look at your human design chart, there's a bottom right hand arrow. Um, when you're looking at your chart and if it's pointing to the left, that means you're a specific manifestor, meaning law of attraction, attraction manifestor. And what I like to tell people is it's not necessarily about super duper specificity. It's more about extreme clarity. Mm. that's what it's about. And then if it's pointing to the right, that means that you're non-specific. And so then people also get confused. So, oh, I don't have to be specific. You just, not that you don't have to be specific, but you don't have to be as detailed as you and I would be. So, and I I like to tell my clients, I use a car, for instance. So you have a, you know, we'll talk about like, say you want a Mercedes Benz, right? And so, I would say I want a black one with tan leather interior. I want the dark wood grain paneling, the sport kit with a sunroof. A non-specific person can just say, I want a black Mercedes Benz. And they'll still end up essentially with the same thing that they wanted. Okay. Correct. So that's the difference in those, that variable. That's, that's very, I, I mean, I have found that to be true. I feel like I have wanted something to like the finite, like even dollars. I remember I used to say I would want a specific job and I want to make a specific amount. And then at the end of the day, it literally would come out to be the exact same number amount. And this is even before I knew about human design. So I, I, I think that it's very, very accurate. Um, there was another thing that I learned about. I'm like, y'all, I've been on this journey for a while and it's just, it's so, it's so fascinating to me. But I also learned about like, um, kind of like your environment or your work environment. Mm-hmm. And so I found out like, I like, I think it's more like spontaneous or I can't remember the, the right word for it. Well, but I'm a narrow Valley. So I'm a Valley's person. What does that mean? Um, so it means that I need one-on-one interaction. So like it's, it's almost, and because I'm clairaudient, it's like almost acoustic, kind mm-hmm. of. I need that direct 
interaction. So there's, there's a bunch of environments. There's shores. I don't know all of them because I don't, I don't specialize in that. But I know for me, I'm a narrow valley. So it's, I like that one-on-one. I see you, we're in a hallway um, and we're talking. And that acoustic from me to you is what makes me feel good. That and that, that's in the arrows as well? That is, yes, that's in the arrows as yeah. well. But I don't get, like I said, I don't, it's, so here's the thing about human design, guys. <laughs> <laughs> me being a practitioner, can, you can, as anyone who's toying with it or just looking at it, you can fall down all of these little rabbit holes that necessarily, I don't want to say don't matter, but they don't matter. So for me and the type of practice and how I utilize it with my clients and with people who work with me, I just focus on specific things. However, I have other colleagues who I'm friends with who they talk about the environments, who they talk about the variables in their work that means more to them than the gates per se. Right. Me, you see what I'm saying? So, right. and I have other people who I do know who worry more about the centers and more about your profile, who I know. It all depends. So, you know, I have a friend who's a practitioner. She's very into your profile. She's very into your centers. Me, I'm more incarnation cross, your gates. I'm more into like planets, things like that, because those to me are more day-to-day things affecting you. Yes, your profile matters. Love the profiles, all of that stuff. Your, and I like your authority too. So it really depends on what a practitioner has sort of, I don't even want to say mastered or gravitated towards in their stream of consciousness about the system. Right, right. Because I, I know I, some practitioners who just focus on variables. Mm. Like that's their thing. And I'm just like, oh, wow, you're just all variables. <laughs> like, wow, just all into that. I do think as, what do you call it? A newbie or, you know, I'm deaf. I don't teach it or You're anything. You're not a newbie. I've been, right, I've been studying it for a while. I've been studying for a while. I haven't done the seven years yet, you know, but where you can supposedly decondition. But you've, but you've come to some revelations oh, recently. I, I have come to some revelations. I, I think it, I find it incredibly fascinating. And um, for me, I have found it to be one of the most accurate systems. And yes. I, I and I talked about that. Try, I know I'm one of the persons that tries to poke holes in something. Right. And everything. Right. We're, we are liking that where we want to dig deep and figure it out. And you, when you first started and we first started talking about all of this, you really say, wow, this is a lot more accurate than this. And I don't, and that's the thing is because how can I put this? When it comes to astrology, astrology is ancient. We've just, we have that all as a people as the backdrop of woo-ness is astrology. And then you integrate like the Enneagram, which is more personality test, but the human design is more accurate because it's usually your birthday and all of that stuff in your time. I think where it hasn't caught on is, is because it is not as many people doing it um, as an astrologer astrology kind of even when you look online with the books you can't find a lot of human design books you can't and that is it's a it's twofold it's almost and it's unfortunate that the people who have created i'm not going to say their name because they don't come after me um but they have come after people who i know um they want it they try they and this is all about, you know, supremacy stuff and things like that. They want to keep it. revealing supremacy, these patterns in the world, right? Well, just in their system, they want to keep things within their system. So they want to keep it under their key and you have to only learn from them and you have to get certified from them. There's a lot of big name people that the human design, like people who create it, they don't like. They've gotten letters, cease and desist. I, I, I think there was though a recent, I don't know if it was a recent trademark thing. Um, in, in Ireland, yeah, overseas. Yeah, basically it was like they were, they, were, they were 
trying to make that same movement. Like you have to use this to be. And Ireland was like, no, no, you can't put a patent on this. And right. hopefully this comes, if this becomes a ruling here in the United States, then it will catch on. Right. Because since astrology is not like that, since yes, the Enneagram, you do have to get like certified. There is a certification, but that whole privilege, like, oh, you have to have this certification. A lot of some of the best practitioners in human design are not certified. I'm not certified. Did I start it? Yes. And I was like, hey, I don't have any money for this anymore. I had to stop. So that's where it comes into play of why you don't see a lot of books, why you don't see a lot of people showcasing or talking about their methodology within the system because it's almost shunned upon or you can't do it. A lot of the bigger names who you find, they, if they came out with a book, they can't technically call it human design. Mm. They have to get, it's, it's so many different layers. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I know that, um, there seems also to be, I think, it can be a little intimidating. I've shared it with a couple of people and when they get their chart, they're like, this is means, you know, it's like, it's like reading hieroglyphics or something. Like people don't know what it is. I think astrology, although astrology is very, very complex, the way that it has been like diminished. I we've, been, we've been trained though to know astrology though. But it, even astrology, though, I would I would say it's still only known to its tenth, like one tenth of what is behind astrology. Like most people only know their sun sign, right? Most people do, but hopefully, <laughs> which, is not, yeah, which is not, which is nothing, which is nothing. I mean, it counts, but it's nothing. Right, right. Um, and it, the system is complicated. Is is it easy to learn? No, right. Is it easy to learn some of the basics? Yes. That's mm -hmm. why people always like, oh, lead me into the next direction. I'm going to dive deep. I'm like, just worry about your strategy and authority. Like, focus on that. Focus on yourself. Which is, like, which is enough. Which is enough. It's enough. It's enough. You can okay. literally explain, focus on. Explain authority to people really quickly. So your, I like to say your authority has the final say. So your strategy is Every aura type has a strategy. So there's five different aura types. For those who don't know, there's, well, technically four, but manifesting generators and generators are split off into two different people. They're the same family. They're cousins, pretty much. And then you have your projectors like myself. Then you have manifestors and reflectors. So man, manifesting generators and generators make up a majority of the population, 35% each. Generators are Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey, Celine Dion, um, Will Smith. Um, those are just some generators. Then you have manifesting generators that make up another 35% of the population. That is um, Jennifer Lopez. That is um, Bethany Frankel, Rihanna. Those are manifesting generators. Then you have your projectors, which are people like myself, Barack Obama, Cardi B, um, Serena Williams, Jada Pinkett Smith, Issa Rae. There's a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of projectors wow. out here. Well, um, I know some of those. That's great. And then you have manifestors, which are Ian Levan Zant, mm -hmm. Maya Angelou, J.K. Rowling, um, Amanda Seals, those are manifestors. And then you have reflectors, very small. I'm not going to name all those celebrities' names, only like Sandra Bullock, Scott Hamill, who is a figure skater. Um, that's really it that I know that's like really famous, famous. Wow. Um, yeah, manifesting generator over here. And um, it's been a really interesting journey because my son is actually a projector. So um, I get lots of little hints from AC. But now tell us a little bit about the authority or, or, the, or your strategy based on your type, right? So your strategy is, so every aura type has a strategy which they are to follow in order to move forward towards their destiny and towards their purpose. By following that, everything is all good. When you don't follow it, that's when you get angry or frustrated or annoyed. All these things can happen. 
So for generators, it's to respond, then act. So you're responding to anything externally outside of yourself, a sign from the universe, from someone else, and then you act. For manifesting generators, a little bit of tweaks. It's the same. It's respond, but then it's imagine, then it's inform, and yeah. then it's act. It gets a little tricky. It gets a little tricky. <laughs> then you have projectors like myself. We have to either be recognized or invited, and then we can act. And then manifestors are the only ones who can just do it. They are to inform and then act or initiate and then act. Then you have reflectors who are here to mirror our society or mirror the environment. They have to wait 28 days to go through the entire, what it is is 20, it takes 28 days to go through all of the gates because right. the sun is in each gate like depending on the day. Right. right. So the moon cycle, the sun cycle, they have to wait 28 days until it feels good to see all those ebbs and flows and wow. then they can go ahead and make a decision. So that's the strategy. Your authority is different. That's, your authority has the final say. I'll just talk about emotional authority because emotional is 50% of the population. I didn't know and, we were that money. Yeah, emotional authority is 50% of the population. And that is your decision-making kind of skill. So with when it comes to your authority, you cannot, well, not cannot, you should not make any decisions as an emotional inner authority until you've waited out what I call the petty period or waited at least a full, like, come like up and down kind of you gotta get neutral. You'd really you have, you got to get neutral. You can't make a decision. So it's almost like emotional inner authorities. If I get an opportunity or invited somewhere at 12 and I say yes at 12 by five o'clock, it is possibly to change and it's a no. So I have to literally ride out that emotional wave for as long as I, I can and then make a decision. Authority. I didn't yeah, know you I'm an emotional I am too. And I totally, I have people that try to push me into making any decisions and I'm like, I'll say to them, I have to meditate on it. If that doesn't work, I'm like, I'll just no, I'm not going to decide. And that's what happens with manifesting generators where you guys kind of, who are emotional in our authorities, because you move so fast, you're just saying yes, left and right sometimes to these things. And then you're like, oh man, I didn't want to say yes to that, but it's too late. So that slowing down process is really important. It really, it, re it really is. I think that you don't, and then, I mean, even for like all, I feel like all the ladies out there where, you know, you get upset, you get into the fight, you get into the argument, which boo, you, you know, whatever. Take a moment before you I always, when I was in a relationship, yeah, no, I always like, can I get back to you tomorrow? Exactly. Like, I would say, can I get back? Because I need time to think about it, to process it. All of that stuff, yes. like yes. everything. Yes, especially the big decisions. I don't care, yes. like a car, where you want to live, your all of that stuff. Move. Even if you want to say yes to that to that date, sometimes it's just like, oh, I, I need a moment. Let me think right? about this. Exactly. And people, and I think, and I think in this society, honestly, I think that a lot of people think makes. I, I feel like they want to make you think that you have to respond right away. Um, but I think a cheat code, even if you aren't an emotional, I, I don't think you can really lose. And maybe this is the mindfulness meditation teacher in me saying that I don't think you can lose to give yourself a second to pause and really figure out where you are in some, on something before responding. But I don't, I just don't think our society really is used to that process yet. No, mm -mm. not at all. Absolutely. Positively not. <laughs> so let's talk deconditioning. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk. I know. Woo. Take a breath. Take a breath. Um, I, I'm gonna let you explain deconditioning and then we can talk about the who with it. So deconditioning in a human design perspective is the teachings of human design like to say that it takes seven years to decondition. And what that means is from the time you find out your aura type, who you are in human design. It takes you seven years to decondition and unlearn everything that you've known about yourself <laughs> up until that point to pretty much live in alignment with your design. Does it fully take seven years? Yes and no. It depends on you, where you're at, your environment. It's so many things. Um, do I think that other people have challenges? Because usually what happens, and this is no lie, 
And this is why I say like, I hope because human design is on a high now that it stays there. Cause I've had a lot of people who I've given readings to coaching, all of that stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, I found out my aura type years ago. I just never did anything with it. Literally that happens more than it should. And I'm just like, really? I find that interesting because it's so it's almost like, why isn't it sticking? But the good thing is that a lot of people who also come to me and who listen to my podcast and things like that, they always say, you make it make sense, which I commend myself for because a lot of the teachers that you see or probably why it's gone in waves, especially when I was learning, I was learning from a baby boomer. And so- we're two different people. Number one, they're white. I'm a black woman. Right. Um, I'm, you know, a millennial. Yes. So it's, it's a, it's a very different thing. They're coming from a very different era, very different system where human design worked really, really well. And what happened is that no one tweaked it because even the Jovian archive, the, my body graph people, they have not tweaked it for what's happening now. And I think that's why astrology always is in the know, all of these things and why these other systems work because they're being tweaked for what's going on now. Even now, when you look at some of these groups and out of not just the the practitioners that I know of or people who I consider colleagues and friends, we've all tweaked it to make it work for us so that's why i don't think that deconditioning takes seven years now you can probably do it in three or four however if a system at a whole and you have a whole bunch of let's say baby boomers and what's the generation right after baby boomers um generation whatever i don't know i don't know but anyway the ones right after um if you have them just operating in a system that is not being tweaked for what's going on. No one's really learning and understanding it because you can't tell me as a projector, cause I'm supposed to wait for the invitation that, Oh, I shouldn't go out and look for a job. I should just wait for an opportunity to show up. That's crazy. Number one, I'm a black woman. I can't do that. I can't just sit around and wait. I have to show up. I have to apply. I have to do these. There's so many things where today it's just not being tweaked. So that's where I come in. That's where other colleagues come in to where the deconditioning process of unlearning yourself or unlearning how you've been your whole life, it doesn't have to take seven years. It can, you can probably do it in three or four. Right. Depends on how, I think, how serious you are about picking up on the patterns and the ways that you have been socialized to think that are not in line with your strategy. Or, I mean... Just some of the, you know, you you can tell sometimes when things just feel off. And I think just using that little thread and being like, Mm -hmm. well, why? And a lot of times we'll find out, oh, well, we weren't even, based on our our type, we weren't even designed to do that. Correct. Because I hear all the time, oh, well, I'm a projector. It says I'm not, you know, supposed to work a nine to five. And I'm like, girl, don't you have bills? So what are are you going to do? You know what I mean? So it's just that whole methodology. Like, correct. Yes the nine to five energy probably doesn't fit you, but you have to go to work. Right. Like you have to figure that out. Maybe it's not a nine to five. Maybe it's you doing a lot of 1099 work to where you work a lot for a month and then you have two weeks off. Maybe it looks like that. So it's, those are the tweaks that is that people don't talk about because you just hear nine to five. This, This is a system created by a baby boomer. So that's, They've created all of those structures and social constructs. So, of course, the system is going to match that. Right. They, have, they gave it meaning. Because, I mean, I think one of the things that I've, I know I've asked you and I've asked other people, you know, is for manifesting generators and generators, we're supposed to wait for something to respond to. But now in 2020, if you have an idea, especially as a manifesting generator, and then now all of a sudden you start seeing it coming up on your Facebook feed and your Instagram, you know, whatever, you're like, oh, is that a response? That didn't right. exist 20 or 30 years ago. Right. It's you, it, you almost are like subconsciously programmed. We're, we're being, sub- especially manifesting generators, you're being subconsciously programmed to want things that you might not really want. Mm. 
but you don't have control over that anymore unless you log off, which IE means slowing down. That's deep. So it's almost manufactured desire for you all. That's really deep. That's really interesting. And I had not, I I don't even think that I, that I saw that. I mean, I think that it's really interesting because, you know, obviously my first, I I call these things kind of technologies. I think yoga is a technology. I think mindfulness is a technology. I think a lot of things that help us with mindset work, they're all technologies. I don't ascribe anything to religion. So I know I'm an outlier in that respect, but I mean, probably mindfulness and meditation are probably like some of my baselines. And I, and now hearing what you're saying, that's probably a good thing because I kind of tune back in to figure out, okay, what, what is, what is the thing that I truly want? What are my, what's truly coming up for me? You know, how spirit, you know, speaking to me, but I can see how without that practice, I can see how we will be constantly responding to, to everything. Right, and that's already been curated based on capitalism and whoever you decide to follow. We talked about before, I can spot a manifesting generator from a mile away. Just join a mailing list and you will see over a 30 period of time where like, oh, this is a manifesting generator between the changing of the offers, always offering something new. Mm. It's a never ending newness for you all. But coming back to my point, it's probably artificially manufactured for you. That's really not a desire of yours. Working with manifesting generators, coaching them is almost like a gift and a curse. Yikes. The gift is because when they, well, when you guys listen and you slow down and like you said, you have that internal practice, you really get to figure out what you want. But if you are consumed with outer things you could be your desires might not really be yours and so for manifesting generators mostly the knowing of self is truly important generators don't have this problem but manifesting generators do and i would even beg to say manifestors do as well because they're just out here doing stuff and then i have to add on to that and you'll, you'll probably underline it is if you have an open crown. Yeah. If you got like an open, open head center, like open head center, hoping yeah, you know, whatever center, it's like everything, all these ideas, they all seem like for me, they all seem fascinating. Cause I'm like an open head and open Ajna, whatever. Right. I'm like, Woo, all this juiciness going on all out all here. All the newness, all of the information coming into you. And it's just not, you don't have a moment to really catch up with it at times. That's why I tell anybody who has an open head or open Ajna, keep an idea book, just write it down, put it to the side because it might not be yours. It might be an influence from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Many manifesting generators find themselves at this crossroads and you know, like you say that we talked about before we started recording right. the whole multi-passionate thing. It's almost a false narrative. I'm sorry. Yes, you can do many things, but why am I doing many things? Shouldn't I be mastering something? I always tell man, you should still be mastering something. Right. But That's the purpose the, of our design, right? Right. So but cool. the, the idea of being boxed in and losing your freedom feels more hurtful than mastering something and i think i think also as a manifesting generator i think because we're we feel like we have energy right we feel like we can do we feel i think we really feel like we can do all the things until we until we get to the spot where we feel like we've been hit by a truck i mean i think i think that unlike the generators who are really only doing one thing um even if you, I, I would even argue, even if you're only doing two or three things, right, that theoretically, you know, you could supposedly do as a manifesting generator, I think that you underestimate the energy expenditures on those mm-hmm. individual things. And because okay. you are spending energy, even though supposedly we have it on three, let's say two or three things. You wind up being bankrupt. It's because you're all, it's just, you can't have that much energy. It's an illusion. 
I'm starting to believe that. Yeah, that was like, that was our conversation before we hit the record button, but yeah. It's an illusion of energy. It's an illusion of time. It's an illusion of ideas. Because for manifesting generators, the hamster wheel that you are on can essentially never end. Oh, it ends when the time for you runs out. When that <laughs> right. When you're burnt out and like in a hospital and you're like, oh well, my when you're gosh. Like, or, when the, or when this version of you is gone. Like, right. That's it. Pop. Right. But you have to like. Time is like, expired. Right. Hone that in and say, okay. And that's why I, you know, I'm going to not, I'm not even going to lie to you. Coaching manifesting generators sometimes is a challenge mm. because when they are not ready for the hard, you know, the snapple facts, the truth, the hard hitting, like, hey, how about you just pick one thing? Or what do you really want to do? You know, they're like, well, I want to be a pilot who does hair in the sky. And it's like, what? It's like, okay, that's new and creative, but um, what does that have to do with anything? It's just like, oh, I'm just going to make it happen. I'm just going to create this new thing. Great. No problem. And so it's just like kind of honing it in and trying to get manifesting generators to really make a decision because I find that you all don't really make decisions that stick for long-term periods. It's almost like you make temporary decisions, like, cause you know, you can change it. Well, that's the thing. I think it's interesting, but I think a lot of manifesting generators would prefer open-ended decisions, right? To your point. But where, where does that leave you? <laughs> <laughs> Freedom to just run like a hair. To just run it like a right, an open ended. It leads you nowhere in a circle. And that I think that is the biggest thing for me. It leads you absolutely nowhere. And I and I think that for those of you that are listening that are not a manifesting generator, but you are multi passionate, and I think it applies to the. I think it, it applies up, to yes. people as well, or people that again have open head centers and are like feeling like they're getting all these ideas all the time, and they're trying to do all the different ideas, um, or even you know, I don't know. Like it just, I think that it's a bigger conversation too, as as well around, especially if you're an entrepreneur, or you're a business person, in terms of trying to make certain things go and stick. Um, I think one of the biggest pieces of, of advice that I am, I'm learning and that I think a lot of other people are learning is that you can do all the things just not right now. Um, and right. that like, it's almost like take one of your, take one of the things that you're truly passionate about at the core that you knew. I feel like if I were to advise, if I, if I were to talk to my younger self or I would talk to another manifesting generator, I would be telling them advice of like, pick the thing that you are most passionate about and that you will never tire of doing like, because I think that there are things that we are. Oh, I think I think what well, I think what's ha what happened is like the myth of the multi multi passionate yeah. entrepreneur. Not that it's a myth, but I think what a lot of these spiritual leaders and self development people missed out is that you still need to have a core baseline theme to everything. There, there is yes, you can do it all. You can have this. You can have that. But there was no it still has to be aligned with something. So for me, spiritual self-development is my baseline. Springing off of this human design. I'm a psychic channel. You know, I'm a spiritual guide and teacher. But the baseline is spiritual self-development, spirituality. There's a lot of multi-passionate people who their baseline is, I'm a hairstylist. I also sell clothes. Like there are all of these things that they think fall under one thing, but it really doesn't. And so it's, we've almost this, that whole like female empowerment kind of branding has almost like led us astray down this road of being everything, but also being nothing at the same time. Right. And now a lot of people are feeling, figuring out, well, what do I really do? What do I really specialize in? If I've been juggling three or four or five things for, you know, so I think the, 
I think that because a lot of these leaders, and I'm not going to name any names, but a lot of the bigger names, they are manifesting generators. So they led the way, especially in the female sector of doing multiple things, doing all of this stuff because, you know, they had help, whatever. And then now it's coming to the forefront that I'm really not making progress where I want to make progress or how I want to make progress because I've been scamming, but we're not going to get up. Right. That's another podcast. Some of them are just scamming privilegedly in the universe. Looking That's at awesome. sales and presentation and scamming, and scamming. <laughs> point blank, mediocre everything and scamming. Getting people's money, but we're not. That's not the show today. But that's if that's you, you listening, this is the this is the universe. This is spirit telling you to rein that in. Stop scamming. Stop, I mean, the good thing people's money. The good thing is that, um, and I would say to my benefit that you know, through all of these, you know, this unveiling of the scammers and things like that, people like me who have been doing it right and, yeah. you know, being genuine have been able to come to the forefront. So yeah. it's, that's the nice thing. Um, but sure. yeah, there's been a lot of people who have been pretty much mediocre and half-ass and who've been making millions of dollars for years yes. and no one said anything. Yep. So that's another thing, but like I said, that's another podcast. That's, that's another whole podcast, and you know, um, so okay, I have, a, I have a fun question for you. So, if the United States was a, or a type was a type, <laughs> what would it be? What do you think it would be? Especially in twenty twenty, what would it be? Uh, I'm gonna say that. Uh, forgive me. Um, but I'm going to say it's a manifester for sure. Ooh, why? Why do you say that? Because so manifestors curious. just, they don't, they start things. They don't finish anything. I mean, they can, that's so manifestors. I'm not like shading you, but the, a manifestor without help of people executing for them, it's just a lot of starting stuff, a lot of creative ideas, a lot of initiating without completion. And so we have a lot of ideas going on in the world, in the U.S. right now. Nothing's being done or right. completed. Right. So, right. yes. Right. I mean, I had to. Okay, and now, I mean, I think, I, I really think we can't, we can't have a conversation without discussing, I think, a lot of the um, social inequity, the racial inequity, a lot of the things that have come up this year, 2020, like when people were saying this is the year of vision and clarity and seeing things. And I heard people say, no, it's not blah, blah, blah. It, to me, it has most definitely been. And I think that it's been a year of us seeing things that maybe we did not want to see, especially for, I feel like some of our allies, some of the people that had the privilege of not having to see, Mm -hmm. but for everyone else, we knew that there was racism. This is always, right. This is nothing exactly. new to We knew that there was corruption. We right. knew that there was, you know, uh, disparities and how people were being treated in the healthcare system. I mean, all the way through. Right. Um, do you have any thoughts? I mean, I know you're, I know you're psychic and you're right. Do you have any thoughts for us about the remaining 2020 or as we go into 2021 for, what else we can either see or prepare ourselves for or just just thinking any of it through? Just the overall energy that I've been getting in general besides quarantine and pandemic and all of that stuff is we're looking at a new wave of the way we work and make money for sure. And I've said this on my podcast, on my lives, on my Instagram, there's no longer going to be, and I, It hasn't quite happened yet, but it's going into, there's no longer going to be people going to work to jobs that they hate. Companies are going to really have to put in an effort for real, for real this time to make even homework environments. There's going to be boundaries. There's going to be more things for self-care for employees. Even though you're working at home, there's going to be real, like we're off at five like, or we're off at four, there's going to be, uh, people are not going to be tolerating being unhappy in the workplace. That's for one. Number two, there is an awakening of people moving more towards their purpose and destiny. 
people want to know what am I here to do? Because as we can see, the world almost fell apart in a second, in a two month span. So now it's like, wait a minute, what am I here to do? How am I here to really make an impact? How am I here to really make my mark in the world? Or as I like to say, your soul's on the line. What is my soul here to do? What am I here to accomplish in this lifetime? So people are going to be doing that. And also the third thing is that money is everywhere. They pulled out, yeah. you know, the government's always like, oh, we don't have it. We don't have it. Right. They made it happen. You know what I mean? You, All of Bernie got Sanders' policies seemed crazy until we had COVID. Right, until we had COVID. You got a $1,200 check and an extra $600 in your unemployment. Where they, they just came, they just made that happen. So, and I think the capitalism is going to be broken down um, because people are going to want to, Money is not no longer going to be now granted, do I want to be wealthy and yeah, but I want it a certain way now. Right. Like I don't want it to just have it like Jeff Bezos. Great, he's changed our life, but he's he's made billions of dollars. What is he doing with all that money? Yeah, that whole conversation around like, do we actually need billionaires? Do we need billionaires? Like, what are you doing with you know what I mean? Like his wife was able to give millions of dollars. She gave what hundreds of millions of dollars to HBCUs. Yes. And she's still not broke. He hasn't really done anything. He let's talk about he doesn't pay taxes and he's a billionaire. So all of that is going to change because what people are not going to take is you're not going to give me money and then expect me to pay it back and tax me and then start garnishing my, we're not going to have that anymore. So that whole structure is going to change. It's not going to be overnight, but it's going to change because people are going to start using the millionaire loophole on the regular people. People are going to be like, Oh, okay. So I know that I can write off this, People are going to start writing off stuff. People are going to start, you know, just 1099 me. I'll figure everything's going to be a write-off. You know, those things are going to start happening. The same structure system that's working for billionaires to where what the average, I think, corporation pays after write-offs and everything, maybe 7% in taxes. And the average American pays up to 30. Yeah. Like Like, 20% or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So I think that whole, the capitalistic structure is going to change and we are going to be in a better position. That's, those are my top. We're definitely not going back to the way that it was. Mm -mm, Absolutely not. I I wanted to get back to normal and I'm like, what normal? And why do we even want to go back to that? It's over people. It's over. Respect, <laughs> respect the process. It's over. Right. Yes, you have, to ma- you have to wear a mask. Yes, you have to do that. Yes, you have to. We're go- yes, it's over. Like, get over it. Well, I think that, you know, again, 2020 clarity, I think that we have seen the value system of not only our government, but our people since COVID, even the idea of wearing masks and the idea of like, you know, whether we're following along, whether we're a sheep, um, who's at risk, whose life matters, what it means if we can clear the Medicaid rolls and social security rolls, hello, or welfare eliminate. Like there are literally, I, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been kind of disturbed at what are potentially some Machiavellian thoughts around Mm -hmm. um, the quote unquote, dare I say, usefulness of this virus. Um, So I just think that now is a time if, if there has never been before for us to truly wake up and I'm encouraging people to think for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Ask, ask the deeper questions, ask the whys, ask the why, and then how does this work for me? And then how do my actions now affect everybody else? If you haven't realized we're all connected. We're all connected. <laughs> you know, everyone wants to silo around identity, social economics. We're still all connected 
And so mm-hmm. everything affects everything. Exactly. And I'm just, I'm really hopeful. This is the spiritual teacher me. I'm really hopeful that people start waking up to that fact and start aligning themselves accordingly so that we can, you know, get off of quarantine, not only in this physical sense, but this mental sense. I mean, right. The mental you know. quarantine. Woo. I mean, the good thing is that, you know, <laughs> I was, I was saying to interior designers, like, do more, you know, consults, get your stuff because people are going to be at home more. That's going to be a lot more meaningful, like your home space. Um, But back to that mental kind of thinking, it's almost like I feel that the quarantine and pandemic had to, was there to make us see that the possibilities really are endless. What you create, you can create the prison that you've assumed that you are in, you're in there because of you in a way, mentally. Right. Wait. Yes, there's been systematic things oh, that yeah. have held us back, all of that. We're not denying that. Right. But it's also a choice to make a change. And you have that power within you to do I, that. I, t- I totally agree that. I, t- I, I get into these conversations all the time and I've been in a couple of, several different um summits and conversations around this and yes a lot has been done and is continuing to be done to black people specifically and people of color overall but we still have power Mm -hmm. and the way that we lose our power especially on the spiritual and the natural is when we believe that we don't have any at all yeah and i think that hopefully people will realize that we have, that they have power. Right. Right. So for the folks that want to work with you, learn more about you, what are their options and where should they go? They can go to acbrown.com. They can go to my Instagram because that's where I'm at at acbrown. It'll be in the spelling and the, you know, things. Um, I do human design readings. I do channel readings as well. And I also do coaching. So, and you guys definitely stay tuned. I think she's bringing back some of the celebrity human yes. design readings that are fascinating. They're fabulous. They are. And just so on point. Yes. I'll, and that's on my podcast. I have a podcast is my aura on straight. I'll be bringing them back on that. Yes. So make sure you guys are listening to her podcast and all that information will be in the notes. Well, thank you so much, AC, for um, coming on, giving us some HD, giving us some a little astrology, little politics, um, and a little bit of prediction. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So for those of you, again, that are making sure that you're listening each week, make sure you're subscribing to the Mind Soulful Show, where you can learn all that you want to know about soulful-based mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Sydney. Be sure to check out my latest free self-love ideas ebook on my website. And for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me today. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.